Hey, Rob. What do you think of our funky new football in Berkshire branding? They're great, Tom. Who's made them? They've been created by friend of FIB, Ellis Woods, who runs his own creative agency, Flair Media. He's heavily involved in grassroots football and kindly sponsors this very podcast. That's great. What else do they do? Well, it's funny you should say that, Rob. Ellis offers affordable digital marketing, digital and print branding like logos, banners, flyers and business cards, as well as website content creation and management. Go and have a look at flaremedia.online and tell Ellis we sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast with me, Tom Canning, and him, Rob Davis. This is our pub but not in a pub chat podcast we're doing daily to try and keep ourselves and all of you busy during the lockdown. You can see more podcasts from us by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. You can also follow us on Twitter at FI Berkshire and find out more at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Today, our special guest is Binfield midfielder Jamie McClurg, who joins us on the phone. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Rob. Hello, Tom. Hey, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. How are you both? Very well, very well. We've got a bit of a, a world exclusive today because um, as this podcast goes out, Jamie, uh, yourself and Carl Withers will be announced as the new managers of Binfield Football Club. How does that feel? Yeah, yes. Um, feels really good to uh, be like obviously named as like player manager and manager with one of my really good mates, one of my bezies, Carl. So um, yeah, kind of what we've done across the last season as well. So yeah, it's good to finally be announced and do it. Yeah, you uh, you're obviously um, stepping into some very very big shoes in the shape of, of Roger Herridge. Um, uh, how's that working relationship been, and, and how will you feel taking over from from someone who's kind of imprinted himself on the club over the last few years? Um, yeah, well, yeah, it's a good challenge to look forward to. To um, like obviously go in and do things our way, and like obviously learnt from Roger over the last season and stuff. But yeah, really exciting, really good club to uh, go into. So um, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to carrying on what we started, obviously, from last season. So you uh, you came to Binfield in the summer. Was uh, the uh, was that was the going into management at the club always going to be part of the um, uh, plan? Yeah, I, I mean, um, over the summer I wasn't like hundred percent sure whether I was going to be playing or what I was going to be doing in football for um, loads of reasons. But, yeah, when I obviously spoke, kind of spoke to Roger and Carl about, me and Carl spoke about it when we played, about managing together and stuff like that. And then um, Carl and Roger, we all, we, all, we all spoke like in the summer about it. So, yeah, it was always the plan to go in and uh, not just play, be part of the management from the start of the season, really. But obviously with how Roger's done it and all these players and stuff like that, you have to go in and probably like learn from learn how it's run or behind the scenes a lot more and training and everything like that so it was it like an easy transition to be fair and Roger made that really really easy for us and so did Bob and Rob Chalice as well so you um you obviously come from a a, a keen Bracknell footballing family Jamie um your yeah. your uncle Steve was uh was quite a legendary legendary manager in his own right as well um, does it feel kind of? Does it, is it something you were felt you were always destined to do? Um, following kind of in those sort of in those McClurg footsteps. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't think I ever really thought about it until like later on in in my career. But always was all whenever you used to sit around with like your players and your managers and stuff like that. Like all the managers I've played with and players, 
we, you always get onto the subject to be a manager who would want to do it. And some people you thought would 100% jump at the chance said, no, I'd never do it. And others said they'd like to do it. So, yeah, I always kind of thought of myself <clears throat> of getting into management after. And um, obviously, like with my Uncle Steve and stuff like that, they and they always said about it and mentioned it. Like Bakes, Neil Baker, he always mentioned about me doing it, thought I'd be good at it. And probably for the last two seasons, three seasons, he's probably pushed me the most to, to do it, if I'm honest. So, yeah, I've always thought of myself as trying to get into it and get involved with it. And, yeah, it just happened the way it did, to be honest. <laughs> Why Binfield? And uh, what makes you think this is the the right club to start your managerial career with? Um, I think it, I, I think it just things in football just happen the way they're meant to happen in the end. Um, I might not have seen it if you'd asked me halfway through last year that I'll be doing it at Binfield and stuff like that. But it just all kind of like fell into place and landed at the right time. And and I think that's just, just how it was. I, I don't think there's a way of like saying why Binfield <laughs> or anything like that, to be honest. I yeah. it, just, it just all seemed to land in the right way. And obviously at the start, in, when the season finished, I weren't sure whether I was going to carry on playing and or or be involved with football just with everything that was going on and then yeah it just it just come up and I thought yeah why not why not <laughs> um obviously joint managers there's not there's not uh, there's not a lot of them uh, it's not a thing that that happens regularly but obviously two significant players in your kind of footballing history John Baker uh, sorry Neil Baker and John Underwood um a, a joint manager and I'd heard them on a, a podcast with Steve Anderson um, a little while ago, and they were talking about kind of the way that they work as a relationship. There's no good cop, bad cop sort of situation. How will you and Carl work? Do you think? Um, well, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, all the lads, all the lads joke about it, and we joke about it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, we just we just work together. I mean, I love working with him. I love playing alongside him. Always got on with him when I was playing in different clubs, and he was at Binfield years ago, and. Then like, obviously got the chance to play with each other, alongside each other, and in the same dressing room. And yeah, I think we don't, we don't, we just work it as a team. To be fair, there's some things that he's really good at, and like I leave to him, and some things that I'm better at, and he leaves to me. But we always discuss everything, and it just, I don't know, we just obviously just work together, and um, yeah, keep in contact, keep communication, like at the top of our list and that's how we've just worked it out and I've really enjoyed it to be honest really enjoyed it um, so, so obviously you've had a you've had a really really quite a good season with Binfield this season um, it's sort of as you say sort of a player manager role are you expecting that kind of role to continue into next season are you, gonna, are you planning on carrying on playing <laughs> yeah at 34 coming into <laughs> being 35 this year it obviously takes a bit of a toll but yeah. I, I still love like being out there Still love being play, uh, love playing and being a massive part of it. It's obviously a bit of a change, um, and to be fair, I didn't know whether the player manager thing would suit me, but I feel like it has last season, and I feel like it will next season. But it all depends on who comes in, I suppose, isn't it? So I'll never say I'll, I won't be playing next year because I don't believe that it's time to hang them up. But yeah. you, you just don't know in football, do you? You just don't know. 
how do you how do you how do you sort of get across the idea of maybe not playing yourself? Because I've tried to do a player manager before. I obviously have uh, a, 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 a tiny amount of the of the ability that you have, Jamie. But um, <laughs> I've tried to do it. How do, how do you balance that? Should I play today? Am I am I the best player to do it? Do how how did that work in your mind? Well, I never. Luckily, obviously, we had Rog and there's Carl and obviously Rob Pritchard. He was obviously involved. And uh, I never, I said, the one thing I'll never do is pick myself. I think you speak to anyone that I've played with or I always put other players before me and stuff like that. So that, like, I took that that decision away straight away. That was down to Roger and Carl and Rob at the, like, Pritchard at the start of the season and most way through the season to make the decision. I never, ever said that I'm going to play today and stuff like that. I always put myself in contention, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever pick me to play centre midfield. That's just part of it part of the way I wanted to do it and I think you have to like every player that is going to start a game or be in a squad you've got to earn it so I never like didn't train I always trained every week week in week out and yeah obviously we took the sessions but that was more me and Carl and Roger would discuss what was going to go on they'd put on the session and I'd just be one of the players that was just the only the fairest way I thought of doing it so yeah that that's how we worked <laughs> that out last year <clears throat> um, so Binfield were obviously having a, a, a pretty good season they were very much in contention for promotion when the uh, season ended and uh, obviously it looks like uh, everything's been voided now so um, we'll be back at, uh, they'll be back at step five next year what are the ambitions with Binfield for next season now that you're at the helm? Um, just to carry on progressing like um, one as a club to as a team and free all the individual players. I mean, um, I think anyone that's anyone you ask that's played alongside me or played with me would say that I, I just want to win. That That's like the main thing I'm about. It's about winning and it's about enjoying who you're winning alongside. I mean, everyone's played in a team where they might not feel at home and that's, that's the way I've always liked to play my football. I want to get in a change room. I want everyone to be as one everyone have to everyone have the same goal and that's all we've got we've that's what we've got and installed into all the lads and uh they've bought into it and they've made all everything like the transition easy and obviously they've got the same hunger and desire as what me and Carl and obviously Roger last season have had so yeah I want to push Binfield as far as we can go and I, I think the club of <clears throat> Rob and Bob Bacon they're they're really backing us to do that and I think you could see that on the pitch last season. So, yeah, there's no, no limits, obviously, to what we can do. But, I, I mean, you've just got to plan and prep right and bring the right people in and enjoy it while you're doing it. And I think everyone did. And that's why I think we were so... Well, we are on the road to success last year, obviously, now. But it's a shame what happened. But we was in a good position in, in everything. And, uh, and a squad firing with a load of players that were just playing above and beyond to be fair so yeah it's been like there's no limit to what we can do we could go on and win the league next year and just go from there what um what was going so right last year um because obviously Benfield had taken a bit of a step forward you've uh, gone there I'm not saying the two things are linked particularly but uh they coincide together but um what could Benfield getting right um to lead to such a good season next uh, last year and uh, what is it you hope to continue 
uh, with that next year? Um, I, I think maybe like some like just maybe some fresh ideas from me and Cole, and um, obviously the, a bit of belief in all the players, which has shown. I think the main thing about playing in a, a good team is people playing for each other, and I think we we brought that togetherness, like and that um, that football family feel into the into the club and into the changing room and obviously ask questions of good players and ask set them targets and I think people work better when they've got a target to hit and then when they hit that target you make another target and squad targets and stuff like that. I think that, that helped the team and the bonding together and I think all the little things that we, we done like I don't know, like little whip rounds for like players if they've had a if they've had a baby or like when obviously, um, I think one of the first things we done, I think Burnham, they had like a tragic loss of a player at the start of the season. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I didn't really know the lads as well as what I knew, like some of the previous teams that I've been in for two or three seasons. And uh, I asked all of them, look, let's just as a gesture, just everyone like pop a little bit of money in and we give them a card and they can put it towards whatever they want to do, like, and give it to the club. And we were playing Burnham in that next week. And I think, I think that really, like, you thought, oh, I might get eight or nine texts back and say, yeah, but within like 10 minutes, every single lad, like, what a great idea. Let's put that in. Like, they all like come together. I think that was one when you real you realise you've got like a load of people that believe in you just through that little thing. I think that made a big bit of a difference. And then we just kicked on. We just brought the right players in at the right time and everyone just got behind each other and it just... It really did. Um, it really was leading to an exciting end, but we'll never know now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that's going to be going to be quite different, a little bit different from you now, for you now is is obviously sort of picking players, selecting players, and telling players that they're not playing. Especially, um, you know, maybe if if Binfield carry on the way they are uh, next season, you're going to have some really important games. Um, as in, you may well have to sort of tell players that they're not in the squad or, or, or and situations like that how how do you deal with that is that something that you've you've thought about at all uh yeah well it's something that i i uh i was i've been doing over the last season right i think whenever i play football it's made a massive impact to me if a manager's telling me that i'm not playing this week or i'm going to be out of the squad or in the squad or in the start of 11 i think that communication is is key and vital to someone being happy and knowing where they are. Because it's all right saying you're not playing this week, but people want to, like, everyone wants to know why or what they need to improve. And I think we've asked that question. And I have done it this year, had to do it a few times this year. Some some that I feel like I've got right, some that I feel it's probably <laughs> not been um, not been fair to that player, but it's been right for the team. So I, I have been, we have done that, done that this year. And, I've done a fair few of them, and Roger and Carl have obviously done them as well. But yeah, it's, it's something to have a, a relationship with each player is really key for me. So I've always been the one that uh, like wants to do that and wants to speak to the players. So yeah, I don't think it's really been nothing that I wouldn't shy away from because just to have an honest conversation takes two or three minutes, and you get a, a good reaction out of it. I think always a positive reaction from each player, and they've all shown that whoever I've had to call or speak to I've always had a really good reaction and come back firing and yes um, I, I haven't uh, I've always been the one that wants to do it as well so if you ask Carl and Roger I'm the one that wants to speak to him to be honest 
So, yeah, that is no change for me. No yeah. change for me, really. So, um, so obviously, you've had uh, quite a lot of influence uh, this season uh, as part of the management team. But um, what can uh, people watching Binfield and Binfield fans expect for next year? How are your, how uh, without giving too much uh, tactical insight away, how will uh, Binfield be setting up this year, uh, next year? And how do you hope uh, your team is going to play? Well, any team that I play in is obviously like a hard working side, and mm. um, that that's the main thing for me. As long as every player gives every everything they've got and comes off the pitch with like no regrets, then that that that's like good enough for me. I mean, we've got some real talented players, and you're always going to ask, and you need that in any team. And I think we we want to play as much football as we can, and we know obviously certain pitches don't allow that. But when we're at home, we've got like great groundsmen and stuff like that. So we we want to an exciting style of football and like with hard working players and yeah we, we same as any manager will try and tell you without actually telling you all the ins and outs <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 yeah that's probably the gist of how we we want to work we ask every player to put a full shift in and look in the final third we want players to express themselves we want we want people to link up and score goals and do you know what I mean show some man- magic and we've had that this year and I think the whole belief that we put behind everyone and it's really like help that help that with each player so yeah that's what people should expect I hope <laughs> um, Jamie let's, let's uh, Rob unless you had another managerial question you wanted to ask no Gold. Let's uh, let's roll this let's roll this to your to your playing career because um, you you came through uh, at Bracknell was that your first senior at Bracknell Town you came through was that your first sort of senior team um, what what Bracknell Town when I was about eighteen uh, yeah something like that um, no I, I was at Basingstoke just before that okay I had, um, when I was young I I, I played uh, saying that I, I was I was about fifteen sixteen and I went in to play for Finch Hampstead actually under my uncle in the Hellenic. So I was playing men's football around around that age, and then I got uh, funny enough, I played against Binfield and uh, ended up going to Wickham and doing a two-year pro there because I just missed out on a YT, like a YTF youth team scholarship. So I signed a two-year pro that, and then went to Basingstoke after that finished, and um, in the Conference South, and then I went to Bracknell. So that's how it all kind of started for me then. Okay, when I when I was watching Bracknell at that time, I, I knew the I knew the name, I knew the knew the family name, and obviously, you come through, and it was it was quite an astonishing way that you kind of landed because you you were clearly one of the one of the better players on the pitch that time. But um, my my question kind of is around that. But I guess at the time, um, you were playing with Ben Woosley in midfield, um, yeah. and uh, and and I I would say did most of his running for him. I don't think that's unfair. Um, <laughs> obviously, you're a little bit older now. Who's doing your running? Uh, well, we share it out, I think. <laughs> definitely share it out, because I'm not going to say George Short. I'm no. definitely not saying him. Um, no, I, I think I think it's fair to say that I, I've, I've still got some legs. Yeah. Definitely still got some <laughs> legs and, and something to offer. But yeah, it, it's definitely um, a shared a shared running. Obviously, you've got the likes of like young Joel Valentine that we've had playing the side, who's full of energy, like really exciting play. You've got Kenny Chamberlain, very much like a workhorse and he definitely puts himself about but yeah I always ask of like each player to put put a shift in so I, I wouldn't say um I won't say Mellers <laughs> I won't say Mellers he's definitely he's definitely the ability in there him and George are the yeah. ability in there but yeah yeah we don't I, I wouldn't say I've got 
a one running man team in the middle of the park. <laughs> but, yeah. If we could keep mentions of George Short to a minimum, he's already got the lawyers on to us after the Idris podcast. So. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, so, so I, and I guess from there, from, from Bratton, I mean, it was, it was a difficult time playing for Bratton Hall at that point because the, the club was going through through some sort of difficult stages. But you went on to, is it right, you went on to Slough after that? I, I actually, I went for a few clubs before okay. I ended up at Slough. I went um, from Bratton, I ended up going to Staines for a little bit. And um, yeah, it, it didn't work out for me. I didn't really enjoy it. I think it was uh, just a different, different way, different style of football. Um, and ended up got, ended up making a few changes that that season. Went to Uxbridge and played a lot a lot there, and for the majority of the season. And I think I went back and played under unders actually back yes. because Alan Taylor obviously stepped aside and unders was the manager. So I went back and finished my season there. Um, he was the assistant when I was originally there, and he was. I mean, him and Bates have been really good to me, and I weren't enjoying it. And I still they still kept in contact with me like really well and. I think I just found myself like missing playing for him, to be honest. So I went back and finished the season out there and then moved on. I can't even think where I moved God on. Fleet. I think I went to Fleet before that, actually, oh, okay. under, under Andy Sinton. <laughs> so I, I played for oh, wow. four seasons there and then went to Godalming. And, and it, you know, there was a couple of... there Was, was there a, a big playoff win for Slough, if I remember rightly? Yeah, yeah. We were obviously... Uh, Unders and Bates went to Godalming first. And I followed them over. At the, finished my season out at Fleet. Um, didn't ever like to like leave halfway for a season unless I really had to, and I really wasn't happy. So I spent a couple of seasons there, and then followed them over to Slough. And yeah, that's uh, that was the promotion season, as they say, two 0 <laughs> down. The great, I think it was a greatest comeback or something at that at that time. But yeah, um, yeah, ended up notching the winner and getting us promoted in our first season. So. Yeah, a very successful year. Another one that I really enjoyed, to be honest. It seems to be like, obviously, you've gone through uh, listing a lot of clubs there with a, um, a lot of um, uh, probably different experiences. What would you say were your uh, sort of career highlights? I think you probably just listed one in the matching uh, winner in the, uh, um, in the playoff game. But um, is there anything else that really stands out as uh, career highlights uh, for you? Um, yeah, after that, I mean, go, I mean, going back to Bracknell and playing for your local side, like obviously with uh, the attachments and like obviously my heart's always at Bracknell. Bracknell lad, born up, like grown up there, and like as a young kid running around, like watching my uncle and stuff like that, and all the family play there. And so yeah, going back to Bracknell when I was in a difficult period as well, wanted to stay up and stuff like that. That was. I know it seems weird to say that, but we were in a relegation battle when I got back there. And yeah, it, it, like obviously finally meeting up and playing for Tally, obviously known him for years and years before that, due to football and stuff, but never got the opportunity. And then obviously Kane and Tally were all there and my Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve. So yeah, that was, a, that was a highlight going back there, staying up that season and kicking on. And yeah, yeah probably that. The Slough one, I don't think I'll ever forget because it was for... Uh, mm. For two people that really, really helped me throughout like a long career and stuff like that. I mean, when I went to Bracknell very originally, Bates was captain and Unders was assistant. So it's just funny how it all works out. But yeah, yeah. that was obviously the biggest highlight is uh, yeah scoring that winner and that feeling with all the teammates that you're with and stuff like that. And 
who I classed all as close friends, that and then obviously going back to Bracknell were probably the two that stick out a little bit. Um, I just want—I wanted to ask you just just two little things. Um, obviously, that that time that was it. I think it was the third your third spell at Bracknell was just an incredibly successful one. Um, you know, you the, the team won the first silverware for for twenty odd years. Um, got promoted out of the Hellenic League and all of that. Um, what was what was what was it about that team that, that made it so successful? Because it, it was largely the same players from from start to start to finish. Um, and my second part of that question was just going to be about your uncle Steve. What was he like as a player? <laughs> My uncle Steve, he's still say he's the short. He's shorter than me, just so I can get that on there. He's definitely shorter than me. But yeah, I've, I've, a lot of people over the years have said, "Oh God, you're like your uncle Steve, and you play like him and stuff like that." I mean, he's just he is a really, really like great, great well uncle and great bloke and. Yeah, he was. He well, apparently he's hard as nails, and he was the best in the air. Like I always, I always wind him up, always wind him up, saying that I'd have run rings around him, like as a joke. But yeah, he's just a character, like, and um, yeah, I, I've obviously, <laughs> like, to be compared to him sometimes or put in the same bracket is like a massive compliment, to be honest. And and then yeah, as, as I say that that kind of that that Bracknell team from from kind of when you got back there to when it finished it. it barely changed what what was what was the secret behind that team uh, i think i think everyone just we had a few people like come in and out and stuff like that but i definitely think it's that um that that togetherness everyone had known each other or played with each, like like alongside each other over the years and then i mean like a lot of local players playing for bracknell again i think that made a massive difference like a huge difference because it, it just seemed to mean a little bit more and yeah, I mean, like the talent that I mean, the Seb Bowmans and Joe Grants, all the other local lads that like that joined like in that next like season, that next bit. Yeah, just just make just made us kick on, and you had you probably had like ten captains, old if I'm honest. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like you probably wouldn't have said Cole Davis was a centre half when he first came over, but he was like unbelievable. Adam was like, unbelievable. Like a lot of really good players that are from the local area just come together and really connected like like friendship wise and on the pitch like playing wise and it, it it just got stronger and stronger obviously you had like tally like um speaking and like to all like speaking to us but obviously using all of us as like our experiences and yeah he um probably a little bit more with the senior players but and obviously nebs like steve nebbit <laughs> i mean that god, god we all know him don't we like, yeah but he is yeah mr motivator i'll, I'll put it that way I, I i have been toying with getting him on the podcast but I, i'd probably have to change the rating i should think yeah that might have to be after nine o'clock yeah. i reckon <laughs> but no, he, 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 he's um he, he's a real like he's a real football man like all the people that were involved there I think when you when you list the players and the squad, it was just unbelievable, and it just all seemed to click and work together. But like a lot of credit goes to all them lads. Do you know what I mean? Like that were involved and put everything into it. It was, yeah, it was just a real, real good feeling to turn up and play your football. And I think the whole like Bracknell got behind Bracknell Town that hadn't happened for a while. I don't think. Yeah. How did that? Um... 
uh, you seem to, when you uh, did get promoted and take this step up to the step four, the uh, momentum seemed to continue. I mean, obviously, you had a, a very good season last year, just falling just short. Um, how did that group of players uh, react to this step up and uh, how, how were they able to sort of take it in, in their stride? Uh, well, I think a lot of the players have played that level. A lot of the players mm. played that level, all played in around the Hellenic level, just below, and could have and could have probably made the step up, but but didn't. And obviously, they found somewhere where they could. And I, I mean, I, I didn't see us losing the league, to be fair. But you ask anyone at the start of the season if I say we're going to win the league, I, I'll say yeah, because I do truly believe it. I still think we could have um, done a little bit more to to win the league. But I mean, our first season in that league. And to do what we done was was pretty yeah. like pretty amazing. Even though like, I still feel like we fell fell short, but yeah, it was. Uh, I don't think from a player to player point of view that there was any any weak link. I just thought, obviously Hayes in the first season they were just on a on a wrecking ball, weren't they? They yeah. just ticked them off, ticked them off, ticked them off, and they probably just had a little bit more at the end of the day. So I mean, look, the league table never lies. They were. They won it for a reason. They won it really well. But yeah, I don't think any of the players, I think all of the players that were there had either played higher or were coming into their own in that in that at that level or should have made the step a few seasons before. So yeah, I saw us winning the league, to be fair, at the start. Um, let's just let's wind it right back to Binfield just to finish off. Um, yeah. as, as we've as we've talked about, you know, the season just gone was a has been a, has been a really good season. Um, I want to just talk about a couple of the players you've got in there. Um, Sean Sean Moore seems like uh, seems like he's really really come to the fore. He's been captain this season, but I've also seen you absolutely screaming at him on the pitch. Um, <laughs> what, what's you he... see me in training. <laughs> <laughs> what's he? What's Sean like? Oh, he's he's a character like they all are. They're all like proper characters. Sean Moore's um, he's a great lad, the most frustrating person I ever meet <laughs> in my life. But also a man, a, a lad that can just just work magic. I mean, I don't know if you saw the goal he scored against Burnham. I'm going to get hammered for telling people for, for bringing this goal up. But he done like a Burkamp style flick round, like a lad that I know really well. And I, I don't think I, I think I just stop. I think it just everyone just stopped for about ten seconds to say <laughs> that just happened. But yeah, he's, he's a great lad. He wants to he wants to improve. He wants to kick on. Like I said, we sat down at the start of the year, and obviously, we, when you're trying to pick a captain out of a side and stuff like that, obviously losing James Knight, um, he he was the person. He he just walked when he he walks into the room, and all the lads like have a laugh and a joke and stuff like that. And um, yeah, he was he's a very good lad to work with. I can't couldn't speak highly enough of him. Although he does like annoy me a lot, but yeah, he's um, one person I've got a really good relationship with, him and I think you've got to have that from either as a player or manager or whatever. You've got to have a good relationship with your captain, and I could say that. To be fair, I could say that about all the lads. There's five or six captains that are, have probably come out of their self to show that they've got like bags of ability and they can get round each other. And um, like Liam Gavin had a great season, very good season. And he, he he's another one that I look at like that. Um, you've got ex-captains in there like Mel's and like Callum Gallimore. I'm sure he's captain sides and stuff like that. So yeah, it was um, yeah he's uh, he, he's the one we we picked. <laughs> 
is, is there anyone that's kind of surprised you since you've gone in there? Uh, in, in what way? Sort of. Uh, I mean, so so Liam Gavin is is the one on. The, you mentioned him already. That was where my my question was going. But you yeah. kind of mentioned Liam Gavin. He he sort of he was on the periphery the last couple of seasons. But this season, when I whenever I've seen him, he's just been absolutely a, a phenomenal. Uh, Idris mentioned mentioned him uh, on on the podcast when we spoke to him a few weeks ago. Um, he just you know. There, there are players in there that have stepped up unbelievably when you know with 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 different people coming in and with more challenges when maybe it would have been easier to go to go elsewhere. Yeah, I think um, he was actually the first person I picked out when I went to the club. I went and watched a a friendly and um, down at King's Academy against Napil, and he's the first person I thought he's probably lacking a little bit of probably lacked a little bit of confidence. Like not not too much, but he probably lacked something, a little bit of belief in him, and um, yeah, I think all of them, like Jack Thompson, uh, Thompson Wheeler as well, like Tomo, he he's another one that I looked at and I was like, what? Like these two are like really good players, but they're probably showing about fifty percent of what they actually got, and them two from start of the season to the end of the season have made a a dramatic step, dramatic dramatic step up, and Sean, to be fair, he's. He's listened to what we've said and that little bit of belief in all of them players and stuff like that. They they've really they've really kicked on, really kicked on. Um, and just I guess sort of just just to kind of start to wrap wrap things up a little bit. And you, you've obviously you've got George Short there already. But if there's one player that you'd played with in the past that you could bring into the club, who would who would that be? <laughs> oh God! Obviously, at this point, money is no object. You know. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take Warren Harris all day long. <laughs> I'll take Warren Harris all day long. Yeah, he, I mean, anyone like he is he is a very good player, a very good player. Warren, as you can see, week in week out, Slough, he does it. I, I, Warren Harris is definitely someone, definitely someone. But I mean, we've got people like Ace Apovey. Like yeah. I haven't even got to mention. I could mention all the lads, but I mean, like Ace has been unfortunately in and out of injury and stuff like that this season a little bit but he's um a real ex- exciting talent i mean elliot leg I, I think i could put him anywhere yeah. he'd probably do a job like warren house so <laughs> yeah it's, i mean yeah warren house would probably be the one that i'd i'd take he could play anywhere absolutely anywhere rob i'll let you uh i'll let you finish off sorry i've, I've monopolized all of jamie's time in the last uh in the last few days oh, good <laughs> i'm enjoying i'm enjoying the questions it's all good <laughs> um well just uh just to sort of get it back to your uh, uh binfield management um uh we know uh roger's stepping away to an ambassadorial role now um he's still, still going to be within the club um are you able to uh he's still he's still going to be available for you to sort of uh, uh ping for advice and uh, anything like that. And is there anyone else um, from your uh, playing career, all the different clubs you've been to, that you can sort of uh, tap on the shoulder if you need, you know, a little bit of advice in your first season, and uh, um, yeah, see if you can get a few words of wisdom from. Yeah, uh, Roger. Roger will always be at the end of a phone call for me and Carl. Always. Um, he he's uh, he's been really good. Like. I'll, I'll say like unleashing us this year, like <laughs> letting us <laughs> letting us like implement stuff and do stuff our way. And we want him around the club and around football as much as he he wants to be the next season. Like we we love having him about love having a laugh and a joke. He's just a genuinely like a great 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 bloke to have around and someone to bend your ear. And but yeah, the probably the main one I speak to is Bates. Like <laughs> I've, I've, I've mentioned him hundred times on here, but yeah, Bates. <laughs> 
I speak to him weekly and um, I, I spoke to a few few managers this year, actually, funny enough, just to bend their ear and ask some questions like Robbo at Fatcham. You know what I mean? He's um, another one. And I speak to Bobby Wilkinson like now and again, just like speak in general, just have a like a chat. And yeah, they've all been really, really helpful. Miller's at Hartley, like all of them, all the local managers have been really good and helped us out and like, but I'd always ring Neil Baker. He's always at the end of my calls anyway. He probably gets about, we speak to each other five, six, seven times a week. So even if it's just a general catch up, but yeah, definitely um, Neil Baker, I'd say. <laughs> uh, Jamie, thanks very much. Just just to finish off, the one question that we ask everybody just to kind of uh, finish things off um, and not a football not a football kind of subject at all, but um, uh, just to help everybody kind of sat at home, can you recommend a, a box set or a TV show that you're watching that you that you'd recommend to them? Um, well, I watched that safe. I watched that on Netflix and stuff right. like that. So I was well into that. And Stranger, they're two two really good ones. Um, other than that, all I get to watch is Peppa Pig and Thomas the Tank. So <laughs> I'm not really uh, I'm not really off watching box sets at the moment. Can... Actually, the one thing I am watching is the Harry Potters. Oh yeah, that's what I'm on to now. Harry Potter one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ninety nine. I can't remember how many they got, but yeah, I'm into that at the moment with the kids. To be honest, can, can I just check? Is it um is it is it classic Thomas the Tank? Because some of those were really dark. Yeah, uh, it's whatever one they find, Thomas the Tank Engine. I mean, my, I've got two five-year-olds and a 20-month-old, and it's either Peppa Pig or Thomas the Tank Fair. or Sonic. It's one of one of, <laughs> one of of them box sets that we watch. No, no adult box sets. No. I, I think that Sunderland one that uh, Dan Roberts mentioned the other yeah. day, that's the one I, I'm, I'm keen to watch. But when I'll get an hour's piece, I don't know. Jamie, thanks very much for joining us. That was the Berkshire Football Stories podcast pub, but not in a pub chat with Binfield joint manager, Jamie McClurg. You can see more in this series by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. Please subscribe for all the latest. And if you have a minute, please give us a rating and a review. Uh, All it is left to say is it's goodbye from me, Tom. Uh, It's goodbye from Rob. Bye, everyone. And it's goodbye from Jamie. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Tom.